0: Welcome to Sundoku Thoughts. If you missed our introduction episode, my name is Shell And I'm Megan. And we are your go-to book review podcast. Today's episode is on Shadow and Bone, and we'd like to start off by hearing some thoughts from Goodreads. Um, So Megan, what do the people have to say? Well, Miranda Reads says, horribly disappointing. While NY bestselling author Sarah Mass says, this is the best YA fantasy novel I've read since Sabriel or The Golden Compass. Oh, wow. That's some varying reviews. Can't wait to get into this. All right. So here is your spoiler alert. If you haven't read this book, and you don't really want to know what's going to happen, then now is the time to click away because we're going to be dropping some shit. Okay, so now that that's out of the way, let's go ahead and just get into not the details of the book, but just the outward appearance. What did you think of the book cover? Well, first, I just want to say the newest covers are so much better than the original I totally ones. totally agree, totally agree. For Shadow and Bone specifically, I think the image of the silhouetted deer head fit the story since, you know, eventually Alina will end up looking for and finding a powerful and magical deer. I'm not too sure what the colors mean. Maybe the blue because of the summoner colors? That's what I kind of thought too. I thought the blue was because of her, what she chose to wear instead of the black at the beginning yeah i just want to say that i was kind of annoyed (laughs) me too about that like why do you want to be normal yeah i also felt like the black would have been really significant for like the 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 dichotomy of light dark kind of thing but that didn't work out yeah pretty annoyed i to be honest i loved the cover of the book um i really felt like it had good representation of where the book was heading um, and I loved how subtle it was that the main premise of the book was like kind of right there in front of you, but you honestly didn't know—you had no idea why that was there. Nope, I like that at a lot. All. Yeah. Um, also, I'm also—I'm a little ashamed of how long it took me to realize that the cover, where the cover <laughs> went, like it took me a while to be like, oh, right, she's looking for a stag. Yeah, right. right yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. there's a stag here. Got it. <laughs> yeah. So uh feelings. <sighs> um, to be honest, not many. The book did not like make me. Feel Feel anything super like strongly until um, until the end. Like there is a steamy scene which we'll talk about later, but like it did make me feel steamy. and I feel steamy. Um, and like I did feel like intense betrayal towards the end, and like some relief at the end. But to be honest, the beginning of the story was a little slow for me. Uh, I can agree with all that. I think the betrayal was a really big thing. Yeah. Uh, for me, two words sexual tension oh oh what what darkling <laughs> alina it's there it's it's rare and to go it was from the beginning yeah from the beginning sure. Ugh. all right um let's talk about getting into the details so before we can get into the details i really want everyone to understand what the book's setting was is there anything specific that you want to point out I just want to say that there's been quite a few stories where I've read and it's got, you know, a kingdom and a monarchy of some sort. And the authors really make it drastic. So the scene where it starts describing the city and the little palace and everything. And, you know, the author goes in and says, you know, this area that's on the outskirts of the castle, it's poor. It's really poor. <laughs> it's like the poorest. Of, it's they're in, in huts. <laughs> it's in shambles. And then you get to the like the inner city, and it's just glittering in gold. Like, literally, it's just covered in gold. Yeah. And I just think there's so many stories that are so drastic like that. This is the second or third one that we've read recently yeah. that does that. I'm just like, I don't really get it. You know what I did notice, though, is that the very beginning when they go into... So the very beginning, first of all, they're not in the main town. The very beginning, they're little kids, they're orphans, they're living with the Duke, and, like, that setting is, you just get this building. And then, like, they skip years later, and they're in this city, and the city has a tier. You There's a clear tier of who's the poorest, and who's just, like, less poor. And I thought that that was kind of genius, like, just seeing the, the, the difference that is put there. Yeah, I think there's a lot of A lot of that throughout this whole setting and like country, you know, you can definitely tell who's poor and you can definitely tell who's powerful. Yeah, for sure. I also, to be honest, like as much as I want to praise her for breaking that out, I was a little bit annoyed at the lack of explanation on the types of work and workers that were in the area. There's a lot of words that are used that I'm not familiar with that just kind of kept coming up and I had to like create my own understanding of what that meant. And then there are a lot of jobs that are created that you don't know what they are for. You know, Ravsky. I didn't know if Ravsky was a person or a job title or um, obviously I know what a a cartographer is. That's like a normal thing. But there was like the corporal nick. Like, is that a corporal? Are you just like, is that just another word? Maybe, maybe, you know, a word that maybe corporal is an actual word. I don't know. I have no idea. That's, that's one of the things about this whole like world that the author built. It's, I'm not really sure what it's supposed to be maybe it's like set in europe of some kind just like a fantasy europe but my a complaint that i've had throughout the book is that there's so many phrases and words in this that i don't understand i don't know it kind of looks a little bit like russian Maybe it's just a completely made-up language, and I have no idea what it is. I would have really appreciated a glossary at the end of the book to tell us what some of these words mean. Because, like you said, you kind of make up your own meaning for them, and you're not sure if it's right. And then, like, sitting here talking, I'm like, well, I guess I could have looked them up. But at the same time, you bring this book into my hands. I feel like if it's not a normal terminology of some sort that you're going to be using a lot, there should be some sort of description of what it is, even if that's not within the book, like a glossary, like you said, or within the book where they're like, hey, this is what that means, Right, a good description. And I don't see at the beginning of the very book, there was a page that kind of showed you the three essential like Grisha teams and how they were broken up. And, you know, each Grisha that's under that one whole group. Yeah. And so if they could do that, I don't understand. Next page is a glossary. Right. Especially <laughs> like, if it's going to be a go. trilogy. like You right. should be in there. Um, anything else you want to get into before we get into the nitty gritty? No, I think I'm good. Okay, so now for the big spoilers. So what did you, what did you think happened in the story? Ugh. <laughs> so much and yet so little. So the beginning of the story, like I said earlier, they're orphans. They're best friends. They're living in this world. Um, and then they just kind of skip, they skip to a new area, um, years later and they're older. They have jobs and places to be, um, Mal, the boy, which we didn't even talk about their names, but, um, the main characters are Mal and Alina. Alina, is that right? Yeah, that's okay. Alina. Okay. So Mal and Alina are supposed to be the main characters in, you know, brought into at the beginning. And so Mal is described as this really ruggishly handsome boy that no one can walk by without looking at or flirting with. And um, that's when we're first introduced to our first Grisha. We're not even introduced to her, but she's just flirting with Mal. And you can tell Alina has, like, her own sexual tension there. Like, she's... Girl is jealous. We're just gonna put it out there. For girl sure. Girl is jealous. For sure. Um, To be honest, the beginning of the book started out, boom, it was good to go. I was ready. You go, you find out, You it opens up to the fold you learn about the fold you learn about the dangers of the fold but you don't really learn about why it's dangerous and there's an evening of you know some more sexual tension between mal and alina um and then you get into the fold and you meet the Volcra, and shit starts to unfold Uh (laughs) fold unfold (laughs) you know you know how it is um so Up until there, I'll stop there so you can kind of get into your first part of that first section. Up until there, I felt like the book was really, really good. I thought it was well-paced, a lot happened, and I was a little upset at some, some of the travesty that happens in that first part. So they're in the fold, and like she said, shit's happening. People are dying. People are being attacked by the Volcra. They're getting pulled into this darkness that nobody can see into. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. They can't even really see these things. They hear the fluttering of the wings and they just hear screams and it's terrifying. And then all of a sudden things pick up even quicker because all of a sudden Alina, the main protagonist, is special. She's now special because she suddenly releases this crazy light to save mal because he's been attacked and she's being attacked yeah they're both like they have huge gashes yeah he's bleeding everywhere she's getting like ready to be picked up by this what i what i imagine is like uh panic a a pterodactyl yeah (laughs) she's about to be picked up by a pterodactyl in the dark (laughs) and she just like you can kind of feel her panic like just rising and rising and all of a sudden it just releases in this crazy flash of bright light but you don't really get to understand that you nope. like they're like it got bright and you're like yeah. oh, okay <laughs> and that's like part of the story the part of the story is you kind of learn what's happening to Alina along with her right you learn that you know she's now figuring out that she is special and she's not just someone that makes maps you know she is taken into not custody well either. I thought that that was interesting is that you know she was given this cartographer job and yeah. it seems like everyone's given a job that's specifically suited for them and she wasn't good at it. No. She actually ends up using, in the very beginning, before they even enter the fold, somebody else's cartographer drawing. So she didn't have to work on it. So Man. she, like, clearly she was not in the right place. Brings back memories of uh, cheating on homework in school. <laughs> hey, I never did that. <laughs> <laughs> we were such angels. <laughs> so you're saying she gets uh, captured? Yeah, so they take her into custody, essentially. And, you know, when they first take her into custody and they're questioning her, like, what, what did you do? What are you? Asking her, like, it's a bad thing. And then all of a sudden, it's not a bad thing anymore. And she's essentially whisked away. I thought that that was very strange. Yeah. So I thought, you know, so she ends up in this court. She's yeah. taken into this, like, Grisha court. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Grisha are these, like, magic-wielding, almost, um, people. They have, like, specific talents. Their powers. Yeah, and they're almost um, viewed as strange and... Like you aren't, they don't talk to them in the beginning. Like they kind of stay away. They keep to themselves. So they, she ends up in this tent, and they're like acting like she did something wrong, and clearly she has no idea. Like they're like, "What are you?" And she's like, "I'm a cartographer." And they're like, "This bitch is not a cartographer." Like she, she shines, and she's on court. She's in court. Oh, and then you meet the darkling. Oh my god. This is this is the first moment you meet the darkling, uh, and I. I don't know about you. Fell in love with the character. He's mysterious. He is hot. And he's charming. <laughs> and this the, the author just made me love this character. I agree. And we'll get into it later, but I'm a little irritated about that. <laughs> so basically, the Darkling comes around and he tells her that, you know, she's the Sun Summoner. And it's been a very long time since there has been a Sun Summoner. Yeah. And that she is the new hope. For this world and the only one and the only oh, one shocking of by the way right. like like literally of course she's the only of course, one of the course. only hope oh wait before we even move on i just want to say she's also ugly because, oh my gosh. <laughs> like why is she, why is every female main yeah protagonist ugly this is a trope that we have had in so many books we've read so many books and series where the protagonist is ugly or average. (laughs) And the first time you see that Alina is ugly is not even the first chapter. It's the before part where... She's still an orphan. She's still an orphan. And these adult women are saying... Oh, you know, she's different. And you think, okay, she's different. She's Here's special. Here's find out why she's special. No, she's ugly. She's not different in a good way. She's different because she's ugly. She's different like every girl in the world yeah. who's just ugly. So I just don't understand this trope. And I'm frustrated that it keeps getting used. It makes me annoyed because I feel like they're trying to relate to people, but like I don't want to be related. I don't want to be relatable to a character because she's ugly. That's horrible. Right. That's making me think I'm ugly. Right. right. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so she's in this court, um, and she is with being, the darkling. She, yeah, she's being uh, questioned. Questioned by the darkling in in a very there's sexual tension right there oh yeah for sure okay i didn't know if i was all one feeling sexual tension at this fucking question because he's okay he's attractive and i think it's the the allure of mysteriousness that he has and he's charming and you don't figure out, out so much of this but in that moment you you just know like Oh, he's mysterious. And ooh, he's powerful. Because everyone knows the Darkling. Because the Darkling is the only Darkling. He doesn't even have a name. He's just the Darkling. Yeah. And he, you know, you learn what he can do. What his, like, special ability is. You know, he works with Shadow, but also he is called an Amplifier. And he basically forces Alina's magic and power to come forth. Yeah. And he shows everyone right there, even Alina, because she didn't believe anyone what they were saying. She's like, it's a mistake. It's a mistake. And he just pulls it from her deep within. And she just lets that shit shine out. And he's like, look, you're, you're a sun summoner. And then, you know, more shit breaks loose. You're, you're, you're gone. Alina's gone. Yeah. Okay. So, so he brings out, Ugh, he brings out her power mm-hmm. and then it's like all right we have to hide her and then like literally in the flash mm-hmm. he's removing her she's being brought away she's looking back she's trying to find mal who's her person yeah she can't find him she sees him like arguing with a guard at some point and then next thing you know she's like getting in this carriage and i'm thinking like she's going to be murdered the way that this court seemed is like she did she was something bad and she was going to be put to death she was going to prison well not In that moment, where she was being questioned in the court, they also brought the people that survived the attack in the Shadow Fold, asking they asked her, asked them what happened and like what they saw. And they're like, I don't know what I saw. I just saw this bright light. Yeah. And she's just like, I don't. You guys are mistaken. Like this didn't happen. I'm no one. I'm a cartographer. (laughs) And I don't see here's what i don't get why did they have to go through all of that when the darkling could have just amplified her i agree like if he would have done that from the beginning they wouldn't have had to question her they just would have known the answer and i think if you if you wait till like later in the book you kind of realize it was all about him trying to control the quote-unquote media view of this person okay i just i just didn't get that i just thought you know if he goes and he tries to amplify this power, if it doesn't come forward, she's not the freaking sun right. summoner. If it does, she's a sun summoner. Problem solved. Like, why go through all this court questioning and Oh, I see you're saying so not necessarily like why didn't he just show that she was a sun summoner? Like, why go through all the questioning of who are you if he could just determine who she was from there? I see what you're saying. Yeah. That is kind of annoying. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. So she ends up in this carriage and the Darkling's like, All right. We are trying to protect you. And she's like, what? She's so lost. She's so confused. As you would be. Yep. Because you have lived your whole life as just a really bad cartographer in a world <laughs> of people who are really good at their thing. Yeah. <laughs> and she's always believed that she, you know, wasn't anyone special. She's ugly. She just draws pictures. She doesn't know her parents. She doesn't know any... Anything about her family? Well, no, she did know them. She di- they died, oh, that's and she correct. talks about how they Sorry, died. my bad. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she just she's no one special, and she's believed this her entire life. And then all of a sudden, she's just the most important person. She even says like later in the book, she's like, "I never belonged anywhere," mm-hmm. and I was like, "You belong with me," and she's like, "No, like even before even that, that, I didn't really belong with you." Yeah. Um. And I don't know about you, but I can relate to that so hard. Mm-hmm. Like there are times where people. People are like, well, we're together. We're, we're, we're a, pe- a team. And you're like, I'm not even positive that's 100% true. Yeah. You know? I'm glad that you think that I fit here, but I don't know that I fit here. Yeah. So, I'm just going to put it out there. After this point, up until a very specific point, the book is slow for me. Okay, yeah. It's I can just... Agree a lot of training so Mm -hmm. what what were your thoughts in this midsection okay so i did have a thought i i thought to myself you know why was the training so dragged out it felt like it took a while for her to really master her powers and i thought you know they should have made this part a little faster and then not to cut you off but like i'm okay with it taking a long time it's realistic for her to be like i don't know what the powers are um but I just felt like there was a faster way to say it took a long time to figure out her powers, but anyway, go okay, ahead. I can agree with that, but that was my thought. My thought was, you know this maybe they should speed it up, but then I thought, well, the fact that they paste it the author paste it like this kind of shows you know how much she struggled, yeah. to you know bring out her powers without an amplifier it, highlights it, and why you know you figure out why she can't use them yeah. properly. And that's a big plot point. And you meet a lot of really important characters for for the future. For sure. And I think, you know, taking the time that it took really allowed some more story building and world building. And, you know, most of the time in series, the first book ends up being a lot of building. Building, yep, yeah, world whereas building. Whereas the second and third are the more, like, fast-paced action kind of books. Also, as slow as the mid part is, this is where you fall in love with the Darkling. So, yeah. like, it wasn't mm-hmm. terrible. I wasn't, like, struggling. Yeah, But I did wish that some more big things would happen. Yeah. I would say, like, for it felt, it felt like for three chapters, it was her not being able to do it mm-hmm. and you know, her being worried that it wasn't going to work out. And like, Mm -hmm. that's cool. I guess I get that. You know, I think you're right. I think you're right about that. A lot of highlighting. Um, That's something I'm probably going to highlight a lot throughout this whole conversation is that I felt like the book was a little slow, but slow in a way that I was accepting of it. I feel like it was a good basis for book two. Yeah, I agree. All right. So anything else you want to say about the midsection before we get to the real, the real breakdown? Um, I think Steamy's next. I think Steamy's next. Now, before we get to Steamy, I do want to note, um, so we talk about Mal a lot. Mal Mm -hmm. is, like, her person. Um, In this midsection, she is apart from Mal. Yes. She's apart from Mal. She's trying to send him letters. The letters weren't getting there, or... Or she doesn't he's know if they're responding. getting there, he's not responding. And he, um, I don't know if you know how girls think, but I would also be losing my mind. I'd mm-hmm. be like, he doesn't. I'd be spiraling. Yeah. I'm spiraling with a text message, let alone eight letters or however many. Well, she is spiraling. She's super. She's like freaking out. She's like, he doesn't love me anymore. We're he's not dead. friends. He's dead. Yeah. Maybe he you know, has forgotten about me. Maybe he just has moved on. And that's where I want to point out before we also before we move into the Steamy part, my one of my favorite characters, um, Grenya. She mm-hmm. Genya. Genya. Or Jenya. Jenya? I think Jenya's correct. genya is how the person that voiced the book in the audiobook uh, said and, it. And we'll talk about that oh, too. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> but so Jenya was one of my favorite characters. She ends up being a really good friend. Well, uh, uh, she's a good friend. She's a good friend (laughs) right now. She's a really good friend right now to um, Alina and she offers to get word to Mal. Well, not to Mal, to find out where Mal is. And so she does, she does find out where she is and and Alina finds out, hey, my letters are going where he is to her knowledge because mm-hmm. Jenya says hey this is where you can send letters and she's like that's, that's where i've been sending that's it. where i've been sending. i it. just don't understand why i'm not getting a response and that's why she's like freaking out so here we are now she is learning to use the light she had a really big struggle then she finally kind of gets a grasp of it she has bagra this teacher who is very brash for sure and
1: She's kind of mean.
0: <laughs> she is mean. She is mean. She is mean. I did not like Bagra at first. Me and And then she just kind of grows on you. She's one yeah. of those tough ladies that you're like, she. Tough love. Yeah, yeah. She just. She wants me to be good. It is what it is. She's okay. my trainer. Yeah. Okay. So you're in this point. She's learning how to use her powers. She has this new friend in Grenya. She has her friend Mal who is gone. And here. Jenya. Jenya? Jenya. <laughs> Jenya. We'll, we'll get Grenya it we'll Grenya is it, not right? even a good no, name. No, Grenya's terrible. <laughs> That's like. If Bogra had a different name, yeah. it'd be Gren, yeah <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> okay, so where I'm trying to get to is, here you are with her friends and her lack of friends, mm-hmm. and then, take it away, Megan. Oh, the steamy? Yeah, because now, well, first talk about the party. Steamy happens before the party. Well, the first steamy happens, the real steamy happens after the party. During? During, I yeah, guess during, it's during, during the fair. party. Okay, but well, I think we need to make a really big point about okay. Alina's power. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. reason she even is able to use it at some point is because she feels like Mal has left her. Correct. She feels like Mal doesn't love her, and she's angry. She's angry Devastated. that she hasn't gotten any responses. And she's angry that this person that she, you know, felt close to and confided in and everything has just left her. That's a very good point. And the whole, you know, the whole reason she couldn't use her powers is because she felt like she was holding back. And it was because of Mal, because she wanted to be with Mal forever. Yeah. She didn't want to be separated from him. And she didn't know what that would even look like. She grew up with him. Yeah. And she's in this new world that is scary and confusing and nothing like what she used to be and in, she's an outcast she doesn't sure. have any friends well not to continue my rant but she's so much of an outcast that like she's befriended the help instead of befriending the grisha who would be her peers no offense i wouldn't befriend the grisha either well, They're yeah all conceited ass. What well <laughs> the boyas the bully zoya zoya the oh, boyas yeah, awful she was awful, she she, was awful. I think, and, and I think Zoya for me was like the epitome of what these Grisha were. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, so she created the power because of this dis- this distance she had been creating from Mal. Yep. Uh, she, you know, she basically told herself, she's like, you know, if he isn't going to respond to me and take the time to make sure that I'm okay, then I don't need him. Right. And this power is all I need because it's who I am. It's all I have. hmm and she embraces that, and that's when she actually is able to use her powers. She struggled for weeks, months maybe, and all of a sudden she lets go. And in these moments, you have to remember like the Darkling is like encouraging her. Like oh, she's for sure. she's feeling like she's not the person that they're telling her she is. And the darkling's like holding her hand mm-hmm. metaphorically, there's no actual hand holding at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and He's just, like, encouraging her to to do good and, like, accepting her for who she mm-hmm. is at the same time that she's not feeling like, like Mal mm-hmm. has accepted her. Right. So that then creates this relationship that they have. And it also brings us to our first, like, big plot point where the Darkling's like, look, you don't have to be so good at your powers. You just have to be able to use them. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to find you. And what I wrote here uh, is the magic moose. It's a... It's not a moose. It's not a moose. It's a stag. It's a stag. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess they both have very large antlers, you Which know? is a very big point here. Sure. Yeah, it is. So that's where we learn about the main plot point about this stag and the finding of the stag mm-hmm. and um, how that stag is going to be what do they call it? Like a catalyst? An amplifier. An amplifier. So go ahead. So in this in this kind of moment, you know, the Darkling is arguing with Bagra. Mm-hmm. And Alina walks in and they kind of stop arguing. And essentially the Darkling and Alina go outside of Bagra's like hut. It's a, It's got to be a hut. <laughs> I think it's a tent. It's got to be a hut. <laughs> and um, the Darkling tells Alina that, you know, they were arguing about an amplifier because he wants to get her the amplifier, but a you specific know. mythical amplifier yes. that not everybody even knows exists. Yeah, nobody thinks it exists. Everyone thinks it's a fairy tale <laughs> or a myth. And Bagra is one of those people that's saying, "Hey, this doesn't even exist. Like, why are you wasting yeah. your time? Just train her harder. She'll be fine." Yeah, she'll be good. And the Darkling's like, "No, I'm getting the amplifier." And Alina's all for it. She's like, "I want to be useful." And in this moment, she hadn't really mastered her power, no, she so was she's just like, "I need the amplifier." And so the Dark like, we're going to get it for you. And that's where the whole, you know, where it clicks, you know, the cover with the stag yeah. and the name being shadow and bone, because you learn that all the amplifiers, you know, that everyone has, the ones that do have them are made of bones. Correct, They're yeah. made of bones from different animals that, you know, are powerful and mm-hmm. mystical. And this deer is apparently the like, top grade kind of mythical being and it's going to be the most powerful amplifier and the darkling tells her you know this one's made for you it's it's made for you because it's light and you are light and all of these things and that's it's really the big plot point of this specific book i also want to point out like how we end up getting you know some of the other characters involvement later is that she mentions that she has this friend Mal, who's this great tracker, and that's all she says. All she mm-hmm. says is, "I." Am he's a, the we'll, best tracker. We'll leave it at that for now. But yeah. she, I have this friend. He's the best tracker, and I don't know about you, but I felt some jealousy issues between the Darkling when, whenever it came for from sure from the beginning when it came oh, from yeah. Mal. He even says something about Mal and her relationship when they're still traveling to the Grisha yep. training academy, which I thought was a little strange, mm-hmm. and then now um he'll bring it up like well you're really obsessed with that boy like you know you're really whatever and so um but yeah so let's talk about the moment the moment okay so in this moment that they're talking about this thing you know the darkling is talking alina up saying you know you are going to be powerful the biggest hype man and she's she's in it she's totally accepting it and she's like i will be powerful and i will help you do what you need to be done now we didn't even talk about that the whole point here is that they're trying to get rid of the fold yes so that there people can travel now without mm-hmm. being attacked by these creatures like okay go ahead the shadow fold we didn't even go this. <laughs> how dare i how dare we <laughs> so at the very beginning you already learn about the shadow fold you learn that it's been there for hundreds of years and you don't know who created it you just know that there are legends saying someone of like a darkling power created it and you know that's why everyone's afraid power of him and essentially this fold is creating a division within the country and the only way to get to the northern side of this country is to go through the fold because it almost goes the whole way across the country the only it doesn't go the whole way. Right. You can go around, but if you go around, you're going into territory of other people that are hostile towards this, like, country and monarchy. Right. So, essentially, it's, like it's saying, hey, any goods on the other side of this fold, your place is going to be without. So, when you need those goods, someone has to cross the fold right. in order to get them. Right. So, basically, the Darkling, he says that... He tells her at the very beginning, we're going to get rid of the fold. Correct. You know, you're, mm-hmm. I've been looking for you for so long. And, uh, you know, you learned that the Darkling was like a hundred or so years Which old. Which I felt kind of weird about. Yeah, Like, he's definitely She's old for her. Yeah. Like, old But he her. looks, you know, just a few years older than oh, her. Oh, boy is fine. <laughs> I know, we've noted it a few times. But yeah. just in case you were wondering, boy is fine. Yes. <laughs> So he tells her at the very beginning you're going to get rid of the shadow fold with me and he tells her in confinement like you know my great 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 grandfather uh created the shadow fold and it's <laughs> just plagued my family and name for his great grandfather mm-hmm, yeah uh, his triple great grandfather was <laughs> the oh one that did it and she you know feels his story and she's like I want to help yep. you and now he's promising her great power with this stag And she's all for it. And essentially, in this moment, when she's confiding in him, and he is asking her something, and I can't exactly remember what happened, but she asked him, why do you care what I think? Yeah. And he says, I don't know why. And then- Mysterious. In this moment, he kisses her. Which I felt was so weird. I felt the same way. I literally put in here, I was like, one of the strangest parts was the first kiss. Yes. Because it was, to me, very unsolicited. It like was un, It was awkward. Like It, it was like, why was did an, this happen? I literally no asked myself, why did it happen yep. here? I said, I knew this was going to happen. I knew they were going to kiss. They had tension. From but, the beginning. But why here? It was just so strange. I felt like that too. And immediately I was like, man, it's. I feel like, and of course, I was in love with him. So I was like, I just right. feel like he's had a lot of really weird pasts. And talking about stuff makes him feel awkward and so he was just trying he was like i'm gonna go for it i'm gonna go for this thing that we haven't really necessarily worked our way up to yeah and then you know after it happens that's all alina thinks about she th- i feel like it's around this time that she all you know at the same time she's letting go of mal and she's now accepting the darkling yep. and she's wondering what you know the kiss meant and. What's between them, and it's just a lot of confusion for her. No, we also have to note that it happens very quickly. It's not mm-hmm. like it's not like they're like moving into a steamy, yeah. sexual tension. Well, because someone session. comes to look for him. Yeah, someone's like, "Hey, we need you," and P- he's, he's like, "He's like, all right, okay, P- bye." <laughs> they don't. And he doesn't say. Anything yeah, he doesn't about say it. anything about it. I think actually he's gone for a while, and she's like wondering the entire time, yeah. like, "What does it mean?" Because and he's the, not even there for her to like talk to. No, yeah, and then for the like. The next thing that you get out of this is her wondering what's happening, Mm -hmm. and then she receives her dress for this party. Now, this party is for a bunch of really big people to come Mm -hmm. in and see Alina's powers, which she's kind of worked up to. Yeah, Grisha, too. So... Now, it's a they, demonstration. It's a demonstration that they kind of create an illusion of what her power could be instead of creating a realistic representation of what she does. So they like put up mirrors, you know, light mm-hmm, reflections yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they put on what I can only describe as a Lord of the Rings um Bilbo Baggins fireworks show. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. Um so but before she gets to the party, she gets this dress and it is in black the color of the darkling now if you noted when we first started talking we talked about what color did she pick megan blue because she wanted to fit in because if she was wearing black she and the darkling would be the only ones to wear black and what else came with the dress something gold wasn't it like a necklace oh no 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 no! i think it was like something in the center of the bodice top and it was a sun a gold sun i feel like mine the entire time i read this i thought it was a necklace I don't think so. Oh, yeah, I think you might be right. I think it was attached to the dress, like a little, like, brooch yeah. in the center. Okay. So it's his symbol. It's his color, and it's his darkling symbol with light and darkness. And this to her is, like, the same thing I would think. I oh, like, yeah. We're like, together. He wants me. He so wants me. It is done. Yeah. We are together now. We're in it. And she's with Grenya. My mm-hmm. Nope, Jenya. Jenya. <laughs> You know, Okay, so I'm going to take this time to discuss really quick. Um, I read this book in an audio book, and sometimes I do that. I yeah. like to read them whenever I'm at work, um, so I don't have to worry about you know finding something to listen to. Um, something I never realized until reading this is my distance between actual characters and their names, because yep. I'm not physically reading them, mm-hmm. and also the absence of being able to create my own picture and image yep. and view of a character, because you take their voice, mm-hmm. and, and it just kind of merges it together. So. Yep. Um, lesson learned I will definitely be reading these books for the podcast physical right forms I totally agree I started reading this book with the actual book so did I yeah but then I was losing time because I wanted to have it done by a certain point so I started listening to the audiobook and the entire image that I had created in my head of the darkling because I just loved the character uh, was very messed up when I started listening to the audiobook because the person voicing the book really made him seem very old and (gasps) very like creepy in a sense. And I was like, that's not him. He's charming and mysterious. And they even describe him that way. And hot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm sorry I keep saying Grenya because it's definitely Jenya. But anyway, so Jenya, she has a she's also Grisha. Mm. She has a power to temporarily change your form. And the way you look. And the way you look to make you more beautiful. And she is She's gorgeous. very pretty. No. And it's, it says it all the time. <laughs> Every time Genya is in, the, in yep. the thing, she's Here comes perfect. beautiful Genya. <laughs> and I will say on the form of the audiobook, I liked the audiobook's representation of Genya. I didn't mind Genya. I thought it was perfect. I yeah. just, she was very breathy. I also and... didn't mind Bagra. I Oh, yeah. Bagra and Genya. I think she great. I think she was top. great. Yeah. Um, so Genya is there when she gets this stuff, and she is hyping her up. And oh, yeah. I just want to note right now, I did not find that weird at all. I thought it was so normal. Yep. She was in there hyping her up. Yep. She got her ready for the party. And then. They showed Zoya off. Oh, yeah. They're like, <laughs> Alina's wearing black, not you, ho. Because uh, what was <laughs> going on with Zoya? Oh, so Zoya was just jealous. She wanted to be the Darkling's, like, right hand. But she was just, what do they call her? A squalor? A squaller. yep. She was just a squalor, which is no one that special. But she, she was, wanted to she be special in her special, own way. Of course, but she didn't have light coming. Oh, and from she her was fingertips. very pretty. She's very pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because it's it talked about her, but she was very jealous, and she kind of beat the crap out of Alina in like a training. Yeah, and unnecessarily, they were oh, for sure. to use their powers, and she chose to do so. Yep, she chose to use her powers because Alina was showing her up. Yeah, and you know, once Alina started using her powers, you know, she was healthier, she was stronger, yeah. and she was able to kick Zoya's. Zoya's ass. As she should. And Zoya was pissed off and she used her powers and she broke her ribs. Yep. And she had to go and be healed by, you know, someone that has healing, a healing powers. Power. Because those that's another type of Grisha. And, you know, Zoya's getting ready for this party because she, you know, they also have a demonstration. Right. And Jenya takes Alina into Zoya's room because Zoya has a mirror, which I thought was And hilarious. she's like, "You look fantastic!" And she used her mascara well, to put tells, it on. She Alina. tells Zoya that she has to leave. She's yeah. like, "The darkling, darkling it's orders. darkling orders." <laughs> and Zoya has to leave. <laughs> she's so pissed. She she looked at Alina in black, and she was so angry. And I I loved I was that here moment. For it. I loved I was that here moment. Yeah, super here for it um my next thing that just now occurred to me now we'll get better at this as we go but i do just want to create the uh, the imagery here that this is a world that has a king and a queen and yep. that's kind of where everything starts to fall apart is that you have this king who, there's no there's no queen there is a queen is the, she the oh, Genia, right. yeah she's also they, awful <laughs> they aren't they aren't like together they it sounds like they live separately they do mm-hmm. separate things um, and Jena like arranged, probably. Yeah, and Jenya no is in like service of the queen. Like she's here um, to service the queen let's, and service the king. Well, know? yeah. Let's talk about Jenya for a second. Uh, the Darkling gave Jenya to the queen as a gift. Yes, and she basically spends all of her time making the queen look with right. her ability. Because her ability is temporary. Right. And so she has to do it all the time. She's at her beck and call. Always. And I feel so bad for her. And then she's also at the king's beck and call. Yes. Hate so, that. So um, I wanted to see what you thought. This is one of those moments where I said there were some points where I wanted to hear what you thought because I didn't think it was quite clear. So what I thought was that there was rumors that Jenya was servicing, wink, wink, mm-hmm. the king. Right. But then I thought that Genya was talking to Alina and was like, no, that's not true. I don't service him that way, but I am at his beck and call. So, no. So when Alina brought it up, because she finally was like, I'm curious. I'm going to ask her. We're friends. Yeah. I deserve to give you the right of ask. I want to make that very clear they are friends and alina gave her the the respect of saying this is what i'm hearing mm-hmm. is it true yeah and i'm pretty sure like i'm pretty positive Jenya confirmed it okay. She said i'm pretty sure she said something along the lines of like i have
1: had, had to done, do that
0: i've had to do something.' Oh, actually now i'm thinking you're right because i'm pretty sure she also said and any of his friends like anytime that he has somebody who he also wants to be done that too and I think she, because after that she said, I just hate that everybody knows. Yes. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving along. The party. The party. Now, this is where things pick up a lot. Pick mm-hmm. up, they pick up mm-hmm. pretty fast. Okay. So the party, you know, all the Grisha, the ones that are usually the most powerful, they do like a demonstration. You know, it's all for show, it's to show other, you know, nobles and royals that, you know, this is what the Grisha can do. But the Darkling wants, he calls it a demonstration of power, whereas, you know, the king calls it a show. Yeah, because the king is not... He's a child. He's a child. And he, that's what the Darkling I mean, calls him. He's a child in the sense that, like, he doesn't think of anything. Mm-hmm. He think he he just enjoys entertainment, and he doesn't do anything kingly. And so the idea behind the party, what I was understanding, is that it was to get the king on board right. with whatever the Darkling wanted to do. Yep with alina yeah okay so you know the the show starts and the other grisha are kind of showing what they do and they're creating some like fog or something and some rain and alina gets the idea of you know showing off her sun abilities her sun summoning and she creates a rainbow with you know the other grisha's rain and clouds and they're like hey alina great touch And, and then well the whole time she's up there she's like making eyes with the darkling oh like, it's, oh yeah it's very clear to well, everybody else this is the else. first time that she's seen him since, since that kiss. kiss and she's the been just kiss. dying to know and the clothes now, now she and has a symbol. yeah okay so she's up there like mm-hmm. googling oh, yeah. the darkling and then also being a badass right 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 so after you know the Grishas do their thing, mm-hmm. it's time for the Darkling and Alina to do their demonstration. right? And this is where, you, you know, it describes the mirrors on all the balconies. And the Darkling does what he did in the tent during the, like, questioning. Yeah. And he creates like the whole place just in darkness and nobody can see, you know, people are murmuring. And Alina shoots a beam of light because now she has like these special like gloves that have those little mirrors and she can like pull the mirror up to her palm and use like her abilities. And she, you know, aims for like a balcony where there's supposed to be a mirror and you know, one of... The a type of Grisha are fabricators. Yeah, and they essentially make things, or they can form metal and glass and stuff into just new things. So they create these like mirrors and stuff for her, mm-hmm. and she just aims like a beam, and then all of a sudden, all these like beams of light are shooting through. Right, the Hobbit the fireworks show. Right, right, right. Correct, yeah, and everyone's like, "Ooh, ah!" Like, you no, know, right. Wow, this is cool. <laughs> you know, like people do at a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they put on this great show, and. After the show is kind of over, the Darkling takes Alina's hand and they walk off the stage. And instead of, like, "Mm," talking to people. Well, she tries to talk to someone mm -hmm. first. And he's like, knobbish, we about to get out of here. And he, like... "Mm." Vaporizes he, them in a way. <laughs> yeah. So he like puts like shadow yeah. around them so nobody can see them. I find that very cool. I, oh, I thought it very sexy. Oh, well. <laughs> so essentially, he leads her off from the party just immediately. Yeah. Like he didn't. He didn't waste no time. No conversation. He led her off, and it, I think it even said like through you know a dark corridor that nobody uses. Yep. And into the an, queen's room. Yep. An empty room. An empty dark room. And then it gets steamy. Okay, I'm gonna just note before we even talk about the steamy part that this steamy part was well Mm written. It's not super steamy in the sense that, like, a lot happens, Mm -hmm. but the way that it happens and the things that she thinks and... The the, things that he says and whispers to her. They're real things. Like, I I was like, this would actually... You know, a lot of times I read books or I watch movies and you're like, man, that is not how that would happen. But, like, Alina really thinks the way I think that she would have had a thought process or She any, asks herself any questions. Girl, any yeah. girl that, you know, has always felt like an outcast and that nobody wanted her and that she didn't belong. Yep. You know, any girl that thought like that would, you know, would take everything that the Darkling is saying yep. and doing to her with all the salt, all every grain of salt, yeah. she takes them all. There's also, like, some hesitation, yep. some, like, confusion. There's a pause in there. Yep. But, okay, so let's talk about what happens in the steamy part. All right. So, take it away, Megan. all right, all right. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure, you know, they're kissing. They're up against the door. Which is my favorite. Love that. (laughs) He pulls one of her legs up around him and he is whispering against her neck and into her ear. And this is actually where where I got my favorite quote. Okay. Because one of the things that he says to her, because she, so Alina mentions in part of this scene that she feels like he's angry yes she said that there was that so they're kissing and mm -hmm. before it gets really deep she's like i can just feel that there's like anger like i can feel that you want to be here but i can also feel like you don't want to be here and basically he says that he wants to be there and the problem is that he wants to be there because the problem is they someone told him that they found the herd right and they found the stag and he should be there like he hearing about it yeah yeah but he wants to be here with Alina. Right. And this is where the quote comes. He says, the problem with wanting, he whispered, his mouth trailing along my jaw oh, until yes. it hovered over my lips, is that it makes us weak? So this part, I'm getting chills right now. <laughs> I was like, boy, you have some conflicts. Yeah. And like he's talking about how he wants to be here with Lena mm-hmm. And he wants her in this Mm -hmm. moment but like people are waiting for him he's gonna be you know he's gonna be heard but at the same time he wants to stay and what I think is really alluring is that he's like I want to stay now we're gonna angrily make out yeah okay so this this is the one tiny tiny tidbit of this scene I loved the scene I loved the steaminess of it the one part is that he's angry yeah I don't. And she's I didn't, okay with that. I didn't like that he was angry. Yeah. I can understand being frustrated. Or, or because longing. Right, longing. I can understand frustration maybe because you, you do have a job to do, but you do want to be here in this yeah. moment with her. But to be actually angry, that seems so, a little drastic. So I put two and two together at this moment. I was like, I don't know that he wants to be here. I, now, I didn't put the correct two and two together, which mm-hmm. we'll find out later. But in my mind, I was like, I feel like he's, I feel like he's being told to do this because it's going to amplify her power in some way that he's not being honest about. But then, like it, but then it's also so steamy that you're like, I'm gonna forget about it. And he just keeps making out with her, mm-hmm. and and she and she's in it. She's super in it. She does have hesitation hesitation because she's like, should we keep going? Uh-huh. And then he just stops. Mm-hmm. He just stops, and he's like, well, I have to go. Mm-mm. They heard people in the hallway. Well, no, they heard people in the hallway. Whenever he asks the question. Mm. So he's like, I need to go. I have, we found the stag. Mm. Like, we have work to do. We, you're here for a reason. We have work to do. And then he goes to leave. And one of my favorite moments for Alina, Alina, is that he goes to leave and he turns around and says, I'm going to come visit you tonight. Mm. Leave your door unlocked. Yeah. And she doesn't, this is the moment I'm like, she's, this is real. She doesn't say anything. Yeah, She's quiet. And and you're hearing her internal monologue, and she's like, I don't is this moving too fast? Mm-hmm. Should I leave my door and walk? Do right. I want him to come back? I don't even understand what's happening. Yeah. And as she's contemplating, she had waited too long and then they hear people outside and he mm, disappears. Gotcha. He just leaves and she stays and waits to see if she's going to be caught. She even right, says right. another human moment she even says is like um I tried to come up with a lie as to why I'm in this room by myself. Yeah. As but as then, one would. Right, right. And then they and then people pass by and she's like, "Yeah, okay, cool." So, after this, things get a little weird a little crazy oh wait i'm sorry i don't want to cut you off (laughs) but this next part pissed me off it because i know you're looking at me like i'm crazy but she leaves the room Uh she just made out with Uh the darkling in Uh we finally have our darkling moment oh yeah and then in your regular book trope mal shows up oh yeah immediately oh yeah uh so mal shows up and she is Okay. okay, she's confused, but she's really happy. Like extremely she's happy. So elated. She's even though about the steamy moment she's had. Not even that. She forgot that she dropped Mao. Right. And that the whole reason she could use her powers is because she's like, I don't need Mao. Correct. But then she sees Mao and she's like, I need him again. And she runs up to him and she hugs him. Hugs him immediately. Super awkward hug. Yep. He is just standing there. Doesn't hug her back. Nope. He's just standing there. And then she. Let's go, of him, and mm-hmm. he looks at he like looks at his people, the other mm-hmm. soldiers, and he tells them to go. Like yeah. he he's walking with other soldiers in this hallway that she has now escaped from her steamy situation in, wearing black, wearing black, and the pendants mm-hmm. or whatever, and he dismisses the soldiers, and they have a really intimate, weird moment. Yeah, but on the opposite side, so she asked mal like why didn't he respond they're both clearly angry uh-huh i didn't expect that i thought that clearly she was angry we mm-hmm. knew she was angry well we know why mal's angry well we know yeah but like at first we didn't like at first i didn't we didn't know that he had seen anything mm-hmm. and so at first i thought he was gonna be elated to see her i don't i don't think it was a matter of him seeing anything between them it was he even said that he was angry because she was wearing his colors. Right. And that was like an immediate, you know, connection for him. Yep. And well, he and was he angry that- because all this time he was worried and, and yep. waiting to hear from her. And then he finally sees her and she's wearing the Darklings colors and she looks happy. Um. Also, he said that he saw her display oh and right he was like yeah. i i saw your display and she with was like dark and she was confused she was like mm-hmm. yeah you saw my display and he's yeah. like i saw you flirting it up with mm-hmm. the darkling Hold and i've hands. been worried about you this whole time yeah. and then she gets confused because mm-hmm. she's like you didn't you never didn't respond, respond to my him. letters yeah and he's like what letters yeah so he's not getting the letters mm-hmm. which i think is really interesting because you find out that he's been hired by the darkling to track the stag right so i'm putting three and three together Mm -hmm. the dark leech jealousy yeah now the dark now mal's here for some reason yeah mal's jealous Mm -hmm. not receiving her letters something's not lining up right okay so i think my first moments of like what's really going Mm -hmm. on thing yeah yeah. was the first kiss because i thought it was very Mm -hmm. abrupt yeah like I don't think it should have happened there. Like, that was my whole thought. And I just kept repeating that. Like, Why did this happen Why did it happen here? What reasonings? I even thought about, like, re-listening to that part. Like, Mm -hmm. did I miss something that happened? Like, was I not paying attention? No, it was just, boom, there it is. I was like, strange. Uh, So then, you know, they're arguing, essentially. And Mal storms off. He is pissed well, off she tells him to leave essentially right because she's he says something about her wearing the dark and darklings colors yeah. and that they're flirting and everything and she says i like the way he looks at me well so he says i like the way he looks at me and mal's clearly upset mm-hmm. But then he says that she he owns her right and she says he owns you too. Yep. And then at the end of this whole fight, where she's admitting she likes what they have mm-hmm. and what's happening with the Grisha, with the Grisha, with the dark, the darkling, right? She says, "Don't you have work to do?" Mm-hmm. And he straightens up. I did. The, I remember sitting in my chair and doing exactly this. He straightens up <laughs> and he straight lifts and he says, "Yes, I do." And he walks away. He walks away. Now, this is one of the things I hated. This is for the 20th time in the book where she dictates to us that she's never going to see someone again. Mm-hmm. She says it so many times. Yeah. I I knew that I was never going to see him again. Well, guess what? They still pop up everywhere. Yep. So, he walks away. They're now separated. She thinks mm-hmm. they're officially separate. Yep. So, she goes back to her room because she's pissed off. Well, she goes back to the party first and she talks for like hours. Does she? Yeah, because remember the Darkling's like, you should go back to the party for a little bit. And she is in a room with a bunch of people. And then after people are asked, like praising her, and I think that was you know, the beginning, because I think there's a point in the book where she says, um, you know, the Darkling might be upset with her because she didn't go back to the party, like he said to No, she goes back to the party. But remember, she she does talk about the dark being upset. It's because she only stays for a short time. Oh, and then okay. she asks her guards to remove her. Yeah. She's like, I finally found a moment. I asked the guards to remove me. He's going to be upset about it, yeah. but I don't even care. Yeah. So she does eventually go back to her room. Yes. And she's upset. I don't remember if she cries or not. I don't think that she has time. Because the next part takes off. Yeah. So she goes back to her room. I don't remember if she, you know cries or fall asleep but she's there for some time could be short could be long can't remember and then she hears a knock on the door yes and she immediately thinks it's the darkling right because when she got back to the room she was like do i lock the door door or do i not i don't even know what i want she left it unlocked correct Uh, which i think is a note a note to mm -hmm, make mm -hmm. she did leave the door unlocked. unlocked so she hears that soft knock and she she thinks the darkling but then she thinks well he would have just walked in. Right. Like I left the door unlocked. Because he said because he, was he, just he just said to and he would just walk in. Yeah. So she finds it a little strange and she gets up and she opens the door. Who's she find? It's the guard telling her to go see Bagra. Is it the guard? Or it might just be Bagra. I feel like it was Bagra. I, I just read this the other day, so I think it was Bagra. Oh and yeah, because she, she rushes p- her away. Pulls You're her correct. out of yep. the room. So Bagra shows up and she pulls her out of the room. Now, she, just a small note, Bagra is the mean lady who trained her. The mean lady that trained her but we and also taught her, like her everything that she knows. Yes, okay. So, Bagra pulls her out of the room and she's in a rush, in a huge rush. She doesn't grab anything. No. And she rushes Alina out. She takes her through like these weird corridors that nobody uses yeah. and like servant quarters or something and essentially brings her to this weird like basement room, cellar area that just looks like nothing's there. Yeah. And she basically the first thing she says is, you need to leave. Now like leave this area. Yeah. Like not leave just like the, the leave- palace. Yep. Leave the kingdom now. And okay, Aline's confused. She's like, what do you mean? Why? Why do I have to right. leave? And this is this is your plot twist. This is the where the plot twist happens. When I say that the book really didn't evoke much emotion for me this moment i was angry the betrayal i felt so much betrayal yeah so here's here's the plot twist bagra is the darkling's mother well wait before that it's like the beginning of the plot twist the darkling's like like when when he says hundreds of years old he, there's no great 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 grandfather no mm-mm. she first tells her that the darkling created the fold yeah she just flat out says it and then she's like and i'm his mother right she flat out says the darkling created the fold and he, and has, he is not what you think he is and he has died he has killed himself quote unquote mm-hmm. multiple times to recreate himself yeah. yeah he's faked his death looking he for you got rid of his name so long ago uh that You know, no one even remembers it. No one remembers it. He's just the Darkling. He's just the Darkling. He's been waiting forever, for so long, for Alina. He really is old. He's the it. He's old. (laughs) Because I think they say the Shadowfold's been around for like 500 years or something. So he's at least 500 years. But you, Bagra tells her, like, I'm his mother, and he didn't always used to be like this. He was just a talented Grisha. And he just got hungry for power and he created this fold and this is actually where i kind of like picked up my favorite part of the book okay because she essentially says that he created the shadow fold but there was something that he didn't calculate and it was the fact that everyone that was in that area where the shadow fold is everyone that lived on that land they became the valkra Yes. They are these mutated, essentially, people that are the Volcra, and they live in this darkness. And she says that this is his consequence, and this is, you know, what he has to deal with because of his actions. And she, you know, she says that, like, he can't advance his plans um, because these vulcra are there, and he can't beat them. Right, so... This was also my favorite part of the book. I'm actually kind of surprised that you say that. This was my favorite part of the book because I felt like that was so deep. Mm-hmm. Like, not only are these monsters just living here, but they're monsters that he created, yeah, and they're monsters that he can't defeat. So right. the whole point is that he needs Alina mm-hmm. to get into the fold. He nobody can, nobody has ever gone into the fold and like made it out alive unless they did not encounter right. the Volcra. And so he needs her mm-hmm. to get inside to what I my understanding is grow it to expand it more control mm-hmm. over the different areas. So throughout this entire book you learn that you know this kingdom that Alina is part of and living in is not the only essentially kingdom. Correct. There are two other groups of pe- people. We'll say they're kind of like ethnicities or something. Sure. Yeah. Um and they, you know, they have like a battle because they all live on the same continent or country or whatever. And you know, they're constantly fighting over territory and there's just been this huge war going on that the King just sends people in willy nilly and people die. And essentially the darkling wants to use the shadow fold that he created and he wants to expand it and use it as a weapon. Bogger says he wants to use the fold as a weapon. He, but he, but he wants to use it as a weapon in his mind, right? For peace, mm-hmm. but it's it, but through devastation. Okay, so here's another point about the darkling. You know, this is one of those cases where the bad guy thinks he's doing the right thing. Correct. Where in reality, you're not because you're killing a crap ton of people Correct. to get to your goal. So essentially, he, you know, he loves his country. He wants people to be safe. But he's just going about it the wrong way. He thinks that this fold is the answer when it's really not. Uh, I think getting rid of the fold would probably solve some issues because it would get rid of that, you know, essentially line line that is creating all of this conflict. And, you know, trading and merchants would be opening back up. They'd be able to travel between each area because I'm sure a lot of the... You know, conflict that's going on is because of resources. Yep, for sure. That's what. That's why I would assume is yeah. there's lack of resources. So I don't understand. You know, his thought process in wanting to just control everyone. But he's been here for so long. Maybe he just isn't positive that there's another way. See, and that's another point. I so my, the Darkling was my favorite character from the beginning. Same. But once he became the bad guy, yep. I was like, well, now I feel like I can't like him. Yep. But then you know, there's been a couple points where alina says that you know you can see how tired he is exhausted he's exhausted he's been here for so long he's been an outcast his entire life yeah he has nobody there's he he even mentioned mentions. there's later on there's no one like him or alina yeah they're both their own overpowerful beings yeah that they can't relate to anybody else. And Bogger's the same way. She's also been alive for a very long time. Oh, watching her son. Watching her son do all these yeah. evil things. But now, she can't do anything because it's still her son. And now she's training mm-hmm. a person who most likely is going to defeat him. Yes. And I. so in the end, I still really like the Darkling. Because there's just more to him. Yeah, there's. It's not just, you know, black and white. It's not just, oh, he's evil now. It's just the fact that he's doing the wrong thing, but he thinks it's right. And, you know, Alina ends up betraying him because she does leave. She leaves right away. She does leave right away when Bogra tells her to. Now, Bagra tells her that she can leave the next day. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I can't, because the darklings coming. The to darkling my room. might come to my room tonight, which just just saying. Your son, your son, your son wants th- to make sweet, sweet love yeah, to me. Mm-hmm. Your son wants to come to my room tonight. Um awkward sorry yeah. and Bagra doesn't say anything she's just like okay you'll we'll go now all right so speed things up towards mm-hmm. the end so she go she leaves yep. um she escapes the manner of which is not super important she mm-hmm. goes out with some music crew yeah. that was there for the party and she escapes and mm-hmm. she's out in the world a tiny bit for herself by herself yep. um she doesn't really even know where she's going she's just like no. i need to get to west to the west mm-hmm. and then she meets up with Mao and Mal mm-hmm. Mal finds Mal her. Mal finds her. Mal tracks her. Because he's with the soldiers who are also mm-hmm. tracking her. And Mal and her go off. They're traveling together. It's a little awkward. Yep. Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. They have a really intimate moment mm-hmm. before Hell breaks loose. So yep. before that, they are sitting there talking and they're reminiscing about their life and they're talking about her relationship with the Darkling and And then their relationship kind of explodes, and he tells her that he loves her. Well, he tells her everything that was going through his mind while he wasn't receiving his letters. Yeah. And the devastation. The devastation. He lost two really good friends. Yeah. Because he volunteered to go in. To the one of these other territories, yeah, and mm-hmm. and it was very dangerous. He got he has a scar on his face yep. now that that was one of the first things she noticed. Yep. We just skipped it. <laughs> well, I was so angry. No, we just wanted to get to the steamy part, so we were just like, oh That's yeah, not right. important, not important. <laughs> so he volunteers, and then because he volunteers, these two really good friends of them of his also, yeah, volunteer to go, and he loses them, and so it, that goes into why he was feeling so devastated mm-hmm. whenever, um. He first got back mm-hmm. and so he says that he loves her and they kiss and she says i knew i've known my whole life that we are meant to." i be have together. it hold on okay it says she said the moment our lips met i knew with pure and piercing certainty that i would have waited for him forever which i loved and i hated. loved yeah <laughs> it's it's a weird thing because you're like oh this is so sweet but, like, you just can't help loving the Darkling. <laughs> well, also for me, I don't know shit about Mal. Like That's true. Mal exists in our mind as her image of Mal. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything that goes on in Mal's head. I don't know mm-hmm. what he thinks. I know that he was, like, a play of play when they were before all this right. happened. And or he she, felt like he was. Yeah, and she felt really upset that he would be so drastic to be upset with her about the Darkling when right. he, she had to watch him do this with all these other girls. So... Well, no. God, part of part of you know, you think that he's like a player, and that's like the allure, allure that he gives off, or whatever, and it's what you are made to think, and you don't really know what really happened. Yep. If he was in re- other relationships, if he did do other things with other ladies, but you know, in this moment, he he says to her, he says, "I'm sorry, it took me so long to see you, Alina, I but know. I see you now, and I just." I just want to take a moment. I have the full quote of what he says. Okay, when he was telling her how he was feeling when he didn't know where she was, okay. or what was going on. He says, I missed you every hour. And you know what the worst part was? It caught me completely by surprise. I'd catch myself just walking around to find you not for any reason, just out of habit, because I'd, I'd seen something that I wanted to tell you about, or because I wanted to hear your voice. And then I'd realize that you weren't there anymore. And every time, every single time, it was like having the wind knocked out of me. I've risked my life for you. I've walked half the length of Ravka for you. And I do it again and again and again, just to be with you. Just to starve with you and freeze with you and hear you complain about hard cheese every day. So don't tell me why we don't belong together. Yeah, that was good. That That was a very good quote. And it's a very, like it's probably like my second favorite quote. Yeah. It and like, it's only because I love the Darkling character yeah. more, but it's it's good. I do want to know that like he's being this vulnerable and he's like, look, I couldn't live without you. And then she's like, I didn't, that's when she's like, I didn't belong. Mm-hmm. I didn't belong. I, I would not trade what's happened mm-hmm. as much as I do care for you. I wouldn't trade it because I didn't belong until now. I didn't yeah. know who I was. I didn't right. belong. So they have this really intimate moment. Mm-hmm. And then they are captured. Well, they they find the deer. They find the stag. Oh, I did forget that. So they kiss. That's a very important point. They make out. They they, they <laughs> make the fuck out. It's not like the Darkling make out session, but they, they kiss, they kiss a lot. And I think it's a little ironic that during that make out session, the herd comes by and they find I the stag. I feel like that's a really important thing. I think so, too. So anger created the light for her. Mm-hmm. Anger, devastation. Mm-hmm. Now, love, Love true love, maybe, has brought the stag on, Mm -hmm. and she has this moment with the stag where she realizes that she can't kill it, Yeah, which is the whole point. The whole point is to kill it. I want to mention another part about the point about Mal. So she says he's the best tracker, but I think there's more to his tracking. He has this weird, innate ability to feel things. And he feels where the stag is. They do say it. They say that he feels where it is. And it's bizarre, and he doesn't really know. I think there's a connection that's not brought up yet. Between like, you know how book tropes are. Mm -hmm. Like, they're gonna be meant for each other because of something. Some sort of his descendants from the stag, I think. I mean, Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna bring back the love thing. Yeah. Because not only was it this exact moment where they're both feeling love, especially Mao, yeah. who we think there's something different with, that brings the stag forward, but also when he's tracking the stag and all the times that he's like found it, he was thinking of Alina. Yep. He was thinking, I need to find this thing for Alina. Yeah. So I. I feel like there's some kind of thing involving his emotions. I agree. And how he feels about Alina. Which will make sense because her emotions control her powers. Right. So I agree with that. So they find the stag. They find the stag. She realizes she can't kill she it. She doesn't want to so kill it. She's so emotional. Mm-hmm. And she goes to touch. It's like snout. snout. Yep. And she like pets it. And it seems, you know, it's, it's, so, it's such a serene moment. Serene. Yep. It's very nice and peaceful and then an arrow goes through the stag oh my god I I I wanted to cry but the tears never came but I was like oh, no. I did cry I did, did cry, cry. Did you, did I don't it. know if it's because I was just already really emotional <laughs> yeah. but I did cry I was like what it was like it was like I was watching a movie mm-hmm. you know it's just so nice she's petting the star. yeah you kind and of and picture her doing it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm not gonna lie for a split second i thought it was Mal because oh, no. he still had his bow that yeah. was the one weapon she he literally still said had. he still has his bow and i for the split second i thought it was him because he wanted to do something for yeah. her and help her and he knew that if the darkling killed the stag that
1: he, he had the, the Darkling the, would
0: control yep. Alina. Also, that's another point we missed. Gosh. The whole the whole reason the Darkling wants to find this stag is because whoever kills the stag, yep. whoever takes the antlers off and puts it on Alina, they have control over her. Yep. And she no longer has the ability so to control he, her magic. He wants to control her magic, so he wants to create a collar for her. That's yep. what um Bhavra tells yes that's what Bobber says so the stag now is shot not killed though Mm -hmm. it's just shot and she turns around and who do you think was standing there oh my it's the darkling (laughs) um he's like oh that was such a nice you know show of love there you got (laughs) so he and her they have like a little standoff um again i know we're getting a little long here so i'm trying to like push through that but they have a little standoff. Mm-hmm. He tries to kill the stag and she gets in front of it. Like, if you take him, you um, Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Kate Winslet, Titanic, mm. water scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you kill him, you kill me too, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so uh, the, the Darkling's like, I don't give a crap. <laughs> and he kills the stag. Well, he does stop himself because right. he knows he can't kill Alina because right. he needs her. He needs her. He needs her. Uh, in any ways. Oh. But he does stop himself, but then, you know, there's fighting and they have Mal in their grasp and they get Alina in their grasp and then the Darkling, you know, slits its throat. Yes. Yeah. It was a it was a dark moment. To be honest, it him killing the stag is not the darkest moment for me. The darkest moment for me is after they've taken the horns off. The antlers, I guess, is it's mm-hmm. a, it's a stag. Yeah. They take the antlers. And he calls for Dave, who was Jenya's love interest at the mm-hmm. beginning of the book. Dave is this guy he's who... He's a fabricator. He's a fabricator. The best one, I think. And they have, like, a relationship. They mm-hmm. had a friendship. Yeah. Dave comes out from behind. He and He made the he gloves. Makes the, yeah, he made her gloves. He makes the collar for Mm -hmm. her and she's like asking him Dave you can't do this to me and he's like look I have to because he believes that the Darkling well first of all he's terrified they're all terrified of the Darkling but he also believes that he has to do what the Darkling says or else all hell will break loose quote unquote literally though that's what breaks loose there's there's a lot of Grisha that just believe that what the Darkling is doing is the only way well the only thing that's possible because the Darkling convinces them of that right so Now that we know that the the bad guy is essentially the Darkling, there was a lot of moments that I look back on and I think, you know, was he really being honest here or was he manipulating her? Okay, that is my biggest question. Does he have feelings for her actually and that's going to be like a tug of war or was it just to get her to do what he wanted her to do? So I feel like I feel like he does. There has to be. There's so much jealousy. I I feel like he actually has feelings for Lena because like he mentioned before, and like we said earlier, they are the only ones of their kind. And the Darkling has felt like an outcast for years. And now he has found someone that is also an outcast and he feels a connection there. And she felt one too. And, you know, when she left... He did – I feel like he really did feel betrayed. I think so, too. I feel like he actually was upset because he actually felt like they could have had something. I think also that, you know, he probably wants so badly for it to be okay for him to be with her. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't be honest with her about what was happening because he had already lied. He didn't expect to have feelings. and this is the first time he's with someone who could understand that. Mm -hmm. And then he also has a little bit of a superiority complex where he's like jealous of Mal because Mal is nothing to him. Mal is not powerful. He's nothing special in his eyes, which Mm -hmm. we know Mal is, you know, we've talked about that, but he's nothing. And now he's losing out to this, this nothing boy. Mm -hmm. So ridiculous. Well, what, what questions do you have? Like, what are some things that you are wondering and you want to find out in, like, the next two books? So at the end of the book, she is taken by the Darkling. Right. And Mal is also taken and he's imprisoned. Mm-hmm. And the Darkling has a moment of weakness and he's like, look, you can go talk to the boy. But mm-hmm. just so you know, I'm feeding him to the Volcra. Right, right. So right. they have their moment mm-hmm. and, you know, speed up past that. Before they have the moment, though, she is talking with the Darkling and she's begging. She's like, look, I will do whatever you want. I'm not yours, I will help but you. I will help you. And he just has too much pride. Mm-hmm. So sure they does. end up getting on like a boat. One of those skiff or skids. Skiffs, yeah. Whatever they call it. Because it's not water, but they call it a sea. It's like a sand skiff. Yeah. Like imagine in a... Star Wars. Or Avatar Last Airbender. Oh yeah, perfect. The Sandbenders. Oh yeah, the Sandbenders is, yeah. much better, is a yeah. much better depiction. So they go into um, the shadow the, sh- the, sh- the, sh- the the fold. Yeah. And basically what happens real quick, like summed up, because it happens real fast, mm-hmm. she's in there, and he has brought people from each region to be on the boat with them. Yeah. And he uses, he forces her power out, she has no control, mm-hmm. and he uses her to ward off the Volcro to show yep. these people, like, look, I now control the dog, you mm-hmm. know? And that's yep. how I feel about it. She's mm-hmm. my dog, and I can control her, and she does this thing. Yep. And so everyone's, like, oohing and awing that she has this power to save them from the Volcra. and he makes the fucking mistake of throwing mal off he's done his deed he throws mal off and at the same time he opens up the fold he creates the fold and makes it bigger and he murders an entire village of people he expands the fold into the city that's on the other side of the fold that you know they were supposed to get to at the beginning of the book and everyone is like they see the bright light they're like ooh you know we heard the rumors you can like hear people murmuring or whatever and then all of a sudden he expands the shadow and sends it to them and all those Volker that were there and being warded off by alina's power are now going out into the city and they kill almost everyone like so two things here about his fuck up a she's pissed she is so hurt that her power was used to hurt these people. Yep. Then he throws Mal overboard. Yep. And two things happen. One, she realizes that by saving the stag's life, she has earned the right, right. to use this amplifier. She, she basically says, the stag's power is as much as mine as, as it, it is, it is his. his. So she jumps off mm-hmm. to save Mal leaving well no before she does that she turns around and she says help me yep. help me to the other grisha mm-hmm. and they all say no it's too dangerous Yep. so she's like fuck these people she is like she leaves yep. them yep she's like you made your choice i'm she, making mine yep she jumps off she takes mal the end of the book is her and mal escaping to the other side to the other side the northern side yep mm-hmm. and they're on a boat and she's like saying look like I don't know what happened to those people. They're in the boat. I don't know what happened to them. They're, I left them on their own they to handle screaming? it. Yeah, and so now we're not with the Darkling anymore. Mm-hmm. It's Mao and Alina. They're on a boat and they're moving into the future. Yeah. So I have a lot of questions. I want to know what's going to happen with the Darkling. Where is he now? What is he? Okay. What is he doing? Is she and Mao supposed to be together, or are they supposed to be? Are they linked by something different, and it's being confused? So one of you know, one of the tropes in this book, which you've already figured out, you know, people listening, uh, is childhood, childhood lovers. Yeah. You know, people that grew up together and they end up being together as more than just friends. Yes. In the book. I feel like, you know, this happened in this book. Was it too early? Like, it felt like it happened really early. Forced. It felt forced. For a trilogy series. Yeah, I agree. For there to be two more books, I feel like something's going to happen. It kind of reminds me, so the book itself did not remind me of any of the books. I know that you said there might be one you mm-hmm. thought of, but this specific point reminded me of anti Darken Because mm-hmm. she and her person, they ended up together. Right. And then they weren't together. Right. You know, so I thought that that was a little strange. Uh... Do you have any other questions? Yeah, so my next thing is like what's their next step? Mm-hmm. Like her only step was to do what the darkling said. Right. What's her next step? Right. What's happening with the fold now? Is it gonna expand the other edge? Or what what's is the no. darkling alive? Because he could he created the monsters. Can he control them? I guess not. He couldn't get into the fold originally. Um, and then my main one is did the darkling love her? Or was he just using? All right, my questions are really simple. Oh, I'm <laughs> like, so sorry. No, 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 no. Your questions are good. I like your questions. Okay. It's just that the few things that I just continuously wonder about. Megan's the like, is she book... going to keep wearing black? That's what no. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. So my first question, I wrote it in all caps because it just drives me insane. What is his fucking name?
1: What oh, is yeah. the Darkling's
0: name? I didn't even write I that down. Just wanna know, <laughs> I just want to know, man. I just want to know. Uh, next question, it's not super important but it's important because I grew, I grew to like the character in the end. Is Barbara dead? I don't know, but she betrayed them. She betrayed the Darkling and I'm pretty positive he knew because there was a, a moment towards the end where you know, something was said about Barbara yeah. and he said, oh well she made her choice. Ugh. And I'm like, "Ooh, I think she's dead. And then, you know, there's a character that we haven't mentioned this entire thing and He actually ended up being my least favorite character. Okay. The Apparat. Oh, the Apparat is my least favorite character. He is so creepy. He's creepy, and for whatever reason that I don't understand, he smells bad. He smells like he's rotting. And that is one of my questions. Why does he smell bad? Okay, so let's hit on that really, really quick. So you kind of targeted who your favorite character was, but let's just make it known. Who was your favorite character? It's the Darkling. And why? Why the Darkling? Okay, so... I really liked him in the beginning, like I said. He was mysterious and charming. And then I was upset that they made him the bad guy because I really loved the idea of him actually clearing his family name by destroying the Shadow Fall. Yeah. Even though he's the bad guy, I think he's still my favorite because I, there seems to be more to him. He seems that he really likes Selena and that he actually felt betrayed. You know, he's felt alone and alienated his whole life. And he finally, finally finds someone that is the only Sun Summoner And a bit of an outcast like him. Uh, Maybe that's just how he wants Alina to perceive him and how the author wants us to perceive him. But I just really feel like I get that vibe from him. Um, And then least favorite, Apparat. He's creepy as hell. He smells (laughs) like he's rotting and I don't quite understand why. But also, he... I was really irritated that it seemed like he knew things about the app, yep. about the darkling. Like he knew what was happening. He knew the plans because the darkling had him there for a reason. Yep. He says this, you know. He says that he has his usefulness. He needed him. And he, the apparatus just he spends the entire book, the entire time that Elena's in the little palace, being super cryptic yep. and like not really saying things, but also like saying things. He gives her a book about the saints, and that's supposed to like mean something. <laughs> And then it doesn't really mean anything, because, you know, she left it in her freaking door, or her, like, nightstand, yeah. and never looked at it again. And then there was a moment where he was, like, chasing after yep. her, trying to, like, tell I her something. I thought was so weird. I thought it was so strange. I would have also run away, because he's just spent the entire time being creepy. Yeah. So, my favorite character was not the Darkling, okay. though I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. I really wanted it to be. Um, My favorite character was Jenna. Okay. Uh, I felt like Jenya had the most depth of all of the characters, which I thought was a little sad in Mm -hmm. comparison to the fact that she's not the main character. Mm -hmm. But like her friendship with Alina and then her depth of betrayal after, because she meets up with Alina. Right. And then she's like, look, this is what I want. The Darkling's way is the only way. Also, she tells Alina that, well, Alina asked her, she says, why didn't Mal get any of my letters? And Jenya says, because I didn't send them. Yep. So like two over over betrayals. Yep. So I felt like Jenna just had a lot of death. Yeah, I um, agree. So it it just made me kind of sad that she mm-hmm. turned out to be a bad guy. My least favorite character also the apparat. I stand everything you just said. Yeah, he I just, was not, not good. I have too much to say about him, and we're just not going to go into it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's dead. Honestly. <laughs> All right. So is the book titled well? I I would say so. I think we so, did too. mention that we're like you know shadow because the dark yep. and the shadow fold Bones. bone because of the amplifiers. Yeah. You've already read your favorite quote? Yes. Okay, I'm going to read mine. Go for it. I have three. You're supposed to have one. I can't (laughs) have it. My first favorite quote is the Darkling slumped back in his chair. Fine, he said with a weary shrug. Make me your villain. Ah, that was a good one. I was like, yes! Uh, (laughs) Look, I'm a lover of, you know, the enemy to lover trope, so that's how this book actually ends, and he's not, like, a bad guy in the end all for it um i just thought that that was so uh just powerful yeah make me your villain like it shows that he thinks he's doing this right yeah which he isn't no but he's killing a lot of people um the second one is at the very end it's not actually part of the book it's it's the after okay um they say they're orphans again with no true home but each other and whatever life they can make together on the other side of the sea that's, I was like, that's, that's it's pretty. Yeah, yeah it's the nice. ending ends with, with the way the beginning began. Yeah. Um, and the last one, which is only one of my favorite, like, conversations because it's so telling and I didn't even realize it until after the book. They say, so I'm the Darkling's prisoner. And the other person's like, you're under his protection. And Alina's like, what is the difference? Mm-hmm. And they say, pray you'll never find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, guess what? Bitch found out! Yeah, she, <laughs> she sure did. So, um, you did say that this book reminded you of something else. What's another series this reminds you of? So, there's a book series. The first one of the book, it's not the series' name, but the first one of the series is called A Shadow Bright and Burning by Jessica Clues. Oh, yeah. And the reason it reminds me, uh, they're little simple things. So, in that book, there are also creatures that attack people and eat them. Yes. But also, you know, in this book, Shadow and Bone, there's the Shadow Fold. In that book, there is like this other world where these creatures come from. So just kind of remind me, and you know, both books have magic and power and, you know, both of them have like a monarchy kind of kingdom vibe. So I just got some similarities. No, I can see that. I felt like that I didn't recognize any similarities in the sense that like, I felt like, Lee did a good job mm. of building the world out into its own kind of situational story. Yeah. But I can see um, the comparisons that you're making. I think it is still a unique story. Yeah. I think it's, you know, I think it's really unique that the Shadowfold that was created, it, you know, killed a lot of people, but it didn't actually kill them. It turned them in this other yep. thing. And I think that's a really neat, you know, story point. I yeah. think that's different. And most people wouldn't. You know, it's better than like she's ugly. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that's... Okay, we don't like that trope here. <laughs> I think we've made that clear. Alright, my burning question is... On a scale of 1 to 5, what do you rate it? Alright, I'm gonna give it a 4. Okay. I'm gonna give it a 4 out of 5. Main reason being because I'm upset about the Darkling being the bad guy. You can't make... You can't give it a, a rating because the is the sure bad guy. I can, and I am. You know what? I, He's hot. He has to be good. I just really... <laughs> I really wanted them to be together. I really loved him as a character. And the fact that I might, you know, not be able to side with him because I don't agree with his choices. It kind of sucks. I get that. Um, Also, you know, this is a YA fantasy. So the writing is not very complex. Yeah. And that takes a little bit out of it. I would have loved some more, like, smut or, yeah. you know, oh, oh. some steamy stuff. I would have loved some smut. Maybe, like, a steamy session between her and Mal. Yeah. Because now they're, like, finding feelings We're definitely each getting other. that next book. There has to be. I, I certainly hope so. Beginning. First, pa- first page. I hope so. Do you want to hear mine? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I want to <laughs> hear <laughs> yours. Please, please, Shell, tell me your rating. Okay. um, I'm going to rate this all 3.5. Okay. Basically... I'm really excited to see how book two unfolds. I thought that they did a good job laying the groundwork in this mm-hmm. book, but again, I really felt like a lot of that, even though it took a long time to get through what happened in the training sessions, I really felt like it took too long. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree when we decided, like, why that happened, but it just, not enough big things happened for me until yeah. the end of the book. So I gave it a solid, solid 3.5. Um I hadn't heard anything about the book, so I can't say whether it was overrated or underrated in general, but I think that book two is going to be, it, it should be very good. So for a book that is old, you know, this first book was published in 2012. I had just graduated from high school the year prior. I hadn't even graduated from high school. <laughs> I graduated <laughs> in baby. 2013. But anyway, I didn't expect the book to be super hyped up yeah. after nine years of being out. Is it nine or is it eight? It's, it's nine. It's nine. It's nine, definitely it's, nine. It's my 10-year yeah, yeah, reunion yeah. So year. nine years later, I didn't expect it to be super hyped up, but they're coming out with a TV show. Yeah. It comes out this Friday. Okay. Pause. Go watch the trailer this instant. Mm-hmm. Please go watch the trailer. Uh, we love the Darkling. I mean, <laughs> He's what's, hot. New? what's new? <laughs> um, So I didn't expect it to be super hyped up, but I thought maybe with the TV show, you know, people would be talking about it online. TikTok. I thought TikTok, TikTok would have thought, all over it. I thought BookTok would have been all over it. But, I don't know, maybe people either didn't like the book as much. Right. Or, you know, everyone's already read it, so or they forgot about, about it. it. Mm. So, it's a little hard to say. It's underrated. But, you know, it's hard to say what it is because it's yeah. been out for so long. That's very true. So, That's I'm, I'm not, not sure. True. All right. Anything else that you want to say? I think we've covered it. I think <laughs> so too. We've gone an hour and a half now <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> talking about this one single book. I can't imagine what it's gonna be like the next two episodes. I'm we, hoping that it kinda pans out. We'll we'll figure out the names next time. We'll know the names for sure. Yeah, yeah. Genya. <laughs> it's it's it not it's not Grenya. Which is a terrible name. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully next time, you know, we can summarize a little better and maybe not go into so many tangents but no we'll go into tangents they'll just be more organized we won't have to go divert back we forgot to say this regardless of how long <laughs> our episode is next time around uh we still hope that you guys can listen to it and enjoy it as much as we enjoy talking about the book Which clearly, clearly a lot <laughs> yes so let's close it out huh all right thanks for listening i'm shell and i'm megan and thank you for listening to sundoku thoughts where our tpr pile is as long as the darkling's life it seems it does seem it sure does seem Uh (laughs) uh-huh bye everyone see you next saturday saturday next monday next monday bright and early the second episode which will be about siege and storm all right toodles